0: Welcome to Smart, Fabulous and Single. I'm your host, Trisha Ann. Today, I'm going into the chat room where I usually invite ladies to share their thoughts, personal experiences and lessons learned in relation to this week's topic. The conversations are really eye-opening and we usually uncover nuggets to help us live this single life like a boss. So stick around for today's episode. And if you have any questions, email me at pod at sfswoman.com. Also, if you and or your girls want to be guests in the chat room, visit the Smart, Fabulous and Single podcast page at www.sfswoman.com.
1: Ladies, welcome back to the chat room. We are back again and I have with me Kamik and Shauna. These two are friends and they, I, I actually invited them to share their story so that they can really just give us some revelation about sex before a marriage. You know, the pain, the challenges, the things that sometimes you go through because you gave it up. I mean, the reality is, it's it's sometimes difficult for some persons. You know. the the, the relationships or the situations that we get in and there are implications and so we wanted them to share their story share their perspectives share their share the lessons learned so that some woman listening into this podcast can you know have a takeaway that will change her for the rest of her life so thanks again for tuning in and Kameek and Shauna, welcome to Smart, Fabulous and Single. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this episode and just being guests here. You're welcome.
2: You are most welcome, Trisha. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks. I really appreciate it. So listen, we're talking about sex before marriage and, you know, pains, challenges, just just issues that we may face with it. I mean you know, it, it for some, it's not such an easy topic, but it's certainly an important topic to talk about because we want to ensure that somebody else learns from the mistakes we've made as persons that, you know, did it. I, I mean, I've been there. I've done it. I'm not going to pretend, you know what I mean? And so we're here talking about this, but what I want to start out with was what was it? What, what was it? that got you to that place where you know you came into sex before marriage? Was it a relationship? What was happening in your life at that time? I don't know, Shauna, if you want to start.
2: At that particular time for me, and I guess it has always been the case, I've always been in search of love, genuine love. So my, my issue is... So, as far I can remember, my parents broke up. they separated when I was eight. I was there physically, seeing everything unfold, not really understanding at that age because nothing was explained to me, but it left a void it left a void, and shortly thereafter, I had moved to live with, well, I was sent to live with my aunt for high school. So that's parental love. I didn't have it from either sides. So there was a lack and there was a void. And I was seeking to fulfill that void. So for the period between eight and 18, those 10 years, I was really, I buried myself in academics and in track and field because I was an athlete. So I was always preoccupied with that, plus church doing, being a part of ministry and all of that. And then at age 18, I guess, maybe I felt that I, re- I reached the age of consent, but not just that, having met someone who, from my little knowledge or understanding of love, I thought, yes, I was in love and decided, all right, why not give this a try? But can I tell you that it has been on downhill? Since then, <laughs> I mean, it is like I hopped on a roller coaster ride just seeing the advertisement that, hey, it's gonna be fun. And I hopped on the roller coaster having no idea that there were some sections that were higher than others. And there were some low moments and some moments when you feel as if you're gonna die. So I've just been on this roller coaster searching for love. That's really what it is.
1: But well, you say that there were some low moments, Shauna. I mean, how how what is it about it that made it low? Because some people will say, Well, at 18 I found the love of my life, you know? So what, what what was different for you?
2: Ah, Trisha, still searching for the love of my life. I have not
1: found him yet.
2: <laughs> but for me, all right, so there are things that a lot of persons will not open up about because of what others may think or the fear of being looked down on but i mean for me i like to say my life is an open book once i talk about it, there's nothing you can use to blackmail or blacklist me by anymore right so i have no qualms, as they would say, in saying what is. For me, my low moments were the moments when I would realize that, hey, I'm not really loved. It is the enjoyment of the sex, why they are sticking around. Or it is because of my personality. It is me loving them that they enjoy, and not necessarily them loving me. So when that reality hits home, I mean, it is almost like you're bordering on depression, but then you quickly snap out of it because, hey, I want this. For me, this is filling a void. So you'll try to snap out of it. But each time that I did that, it is like I kept digging myself further into a hole. And it's like smoking. It's like a habit. So once you you, you start it and you know that it's not good for your health and it is destroying you, but yet each time that you do it, it gives you this feeling and a sense of fulfillment, so you keep doing it. But it has not been all easy. So I am 33 with four boys. I got married at the age of 21. I'm now divorced. Marriage lasted four years. It was a terrible, rough marriage. I still had a lot to learn. I was still looking, searching for love. Uh, He had a past as well. Both of us came into the marriage with baggages, just thinking that we found something. And maybe we did, but just didn't know how to handle it. (laughs) So it was just... Let's say it could have been a lot better, but it didn't work out. And after that, my, my, my quest for love continues, trying to find love. I have had three abortions because of sex outside of marriage. This isn't public knowledge. A few a selected few persons will know this. But the point I want to make is that once you start doing these things, once you start sinning, it's like telling a lie, and you continue telling another lie to cover up that first lie that you told. So it's, it's a fact of, all right, so I'm doing this. Yes, I am an adult, but I'm also a practicing Christian. And the Bible did tell us that sex outside of marriage is wrong. So in an effort to, on one hand, cover that up, or not to have too many children, then that would have been the option. And then for me, persons may think, so well, until morning after, I want to family planning. Trisha, no family planning method works for me. And I think God is purposely doing that to say to me, Shauna, remember that your body is a temple of God. So you need to treat it with respect and you need to be able to abstain and just as they would say, holy position, until.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I, I appreciate you sharing. I mean, not, not many persons would want to share about abortion or, or anything at all. But the reality is, once we are in the kingdom of God, there's now no condemnation. Right, And what we are doing here is sharing so others can can see that, look, when the Bible said, don't do this, there's a reason, you know, and the reason is to help us, right? And the reality is we all don't get it right. Come on. I mean, I think it was in one of my episodes I was explaining to somebody, look, big, big Christian start speaking, still going through that life restoring process and go there with man. You know, having sex. I mean, it happens to us. We think we're there or we make a mistake, but God is just so good. He loves us. So Shauna, thanks for sharing that. And trust me, God loves you the same way, girl. You know what I mean? Same way. Takamik, what about you, though? I mean, similar question, I, I, I guess. How did this all happen? How did you come to be in this situation of being in, in a sexual relationship before a marriage.
3: Okay, um, I just want to before I answer, I just want to commend Shauna you know, on being bold because you don't know how many persons you are, you know, just letting be free from their own situation. So I commend you for that. Um, as it relates to me, how did I end up in that situation? I I desperately wanted to be in that situation. Um, I, I didn't at the time. I didn't think I was necessarily searching for love. Um, it was like all my friends. I started at the age of sixteen, and all my friends, a lot of my friends around me, had already, you know, had their first sexual experience. So, you know, and they come to school and they talk about it. And, you know, I just felt like I am missing out. I don't have anything to talk about. And I remember there was this one particular person. I was in this relationship and I was so desperately would, you know, try to link up so we could, you know, get it done and stuff like that. So for me, I desperately wanted it. And um, it, it didn't end up with that person I was trying to at the time. And I actually thank God for that. But at sixteen, um, I remember I was in sixth form. I was in lower six, and I met someone that I like, and the relationship just, yeah, it just went off. And again, for me, sex was something that I was I was dying to break my virginity. I was I was literally dying to break it, you know. So that's how it really started for me. Um, I unfortunately i had multiple partners after that too many um but i think for me when i even first saw the topic on whatsapp about sex before marriage for me the bigger issue and this is just me personally i definitely i definitely don't support sex before marriage because i'm a christian yes but i think before we even reach the sex for me i think the bigger thing is becoming emotionally attached and i think that's what happened to me even in relationships that didn't have sex and i i didn't have sex and i think that's what caused me a lot of pain because i will i would be the type of person i used to before becoming a christian i used to go out a lot i used to party a lot and i was sort of the I was perceived as the quote-unquote girl that you would want to smash. You know what I mean? So I was kind of like this hot girl thing, and I, I I took pleasure in dating these different men and having sex with these different men. Like it was a, it was it, it was a joy for me, honestly. So um, you know, for me, my actions were all deliberate. Um, though it. Pain really came for me when I started turning my life around. That's when the pain came. Even though I was in relationships that I should not have been in, the, the pain was still, the magnitude of it was still nothing like when I really decided to change my life. That's, that's for me when the pain really came. And um, as I said, that it came from a lot of emotional attachments. So, yeah, that's basically my story. Yeah
1: but Kamik this is interesting to me you know and um again you know the reality is you were not a Christian you you found yourself in these situations you then became a Christian but you were emotionally attached and the the, the pain came but um the the question for me to you would be um what was it that caused you to get over the emotional attachment that was so painful to you? How were you able to get over all of that?
3: Okay, so let me just be clear, right? For the And again, this is just, this is just for me. So the emotional attachment didn't come, I didn't feel emotionally attached to every person that I had sex with. I, I personally, I did not feel like that. I only felt that way for the persons that I had sex with, that I really, really cared about. That's where I felt that emotional attachment. You know, I remember one in particular, like literally I went out with him. I knew who he was before. And I remember going out with him one night and we went to the club and we went to a strip club and we we're having you know a grand time in the club and this was the first night he was carrying me out the first night i would literally end up having sex that night and i'm like how did i even make this happen you know like i've never done this before like i've never done that and So for, you know, getting over him, like I didn't feel emotionally attached to him. Mind you, we did it a few times after, but I didn't feel emotionally attached to him. So to answer your question, how I got over this emotional attachment, for some, it took greater work. Some relationships, it took greater work than some. Um, when When I started really taking my walk with God seriously, I was in a relationship at the time that was sort of struggling. And this was a Christian therapist. And she literally said to me, write down all the names of the sexual partners, all of them, write them down on a piece of paper. And she said, I want you to release every single baggage every single thing and just call out their name you know and say i release x i release y you know and leave it there and she said that i should tell her how i feel after going through this process so for me um i think that exercise helped somewhat and i knew already that there's no condemnation in christ jesus so i think i forgave myself but the the as I said, the ones that I really loved, it was something that I had to renew my mind daily. And it's something to this day that I'm still working on, especially one in particular. You know, when you really love a person, it just doesn't go like that, you know. So for me, the emotional attachment is, it takes, it took me a lot of praying. It took me a lot of tears. It took me a lot of fasting, a lot of renewing my mind. I've been to therapy um, countless times so that's really how i've dealt with the emotional attachment
1: yeah and this this therapy was you said a christian counselor that that worked with you
3: so i so that that the, the counselor that did the exercise where i must write down the names and i release that she was a christian therapist yeah she was a christian therapist well i later um recently actually like since in 2020, since 2020, I started seeing a new therapist, but she's actually not a Christian.
1: Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. I, I appreciate you sharing. Um Shauna, just to come back quickly to you. Um, so where are you at now? Like you, you told me that, you know, for some time you were searching for love and you, you said you haven't found it, but where are you emotionally, physically, mentally, like have you been a- able to heal? And if so, were you? how were you able to do that?
2: Trisha, still I've not healed. I am still struggling. I struggle with this daily. There are nights when I will cry myself to sleep. There are days when there are days when the, the, the enemy will try to remind me of my past. There are days when he will say to me, You don't realize, eh, are you not good enough? You don't realize, eh, all your, your, your exes have married other women and you are just here. What, what is your value? What is your purpose? You only have four boy pitney, so you look like your purpose is just to be fruitful and multiply i am I am still struggling since a year ago I have really decided to just recommit my life to God and just focus i've recommitted quite a few times, but again, because of this search for love, things happen and religion would say you fall out of grace with God. But then I know that that's not the case. I now know that that's not the case because I would have felt that way then too, that, yeah, I mean, I've messed up and God may be tired of me booking my two at the same place all the time. I mean, you book it two years or last week and you come back this month and book it if you get a stone, did day, Right, so i beat myself up a lot about these things and i am still struggling hearing kamik's method of how she got released i, I now think that's one that i want to try to see if that will work for me but right now it is really 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 a challenge
1: you know, um, Shauna, I'm so sorry to hear that you're still struggling with it. Um, God loves you. So there is definitely a solution. And I'm saying this to Shauna, but I'm really saying it to everybody that because God loves us, there is a solution for every single situation, right? Um, I, I, I've been there, done that. I, I didn't bring the child to term. I lost my baby when I was six months pregnant, but when Camille talks about multiple partners, when Shauna talks about being married, I was married and it was an abusive relationship, but I dare say the Lord revealed to me that there were things that I did wrong too. I mean, when Camille spoke about being in the strip club, hey, I remember those days, you know what I mean? But um, there's a solution because I can tell you I am 45 now and I have been a Christian for nine years. So imagine 36 years of my life not being a Christian and just doing some stupid things. Let's call them stupid things because we're good girls. We don't say bad words, right? But really, it was horrible things, you know? And some of the exercises that God put, carried me through, one of them is similar to what Kameek's therapist brought her through, which was he literally had me sit down on my bed, write the list, and say, I forgive, and call the name, and then say, I forgive myself. He also had me reading books on deliverance, um, deliverance from all of the the, the the stuff that I did or that was done to me, whatever it was, you know, um, books on deliverance. I went and I did counseling. I went and I did deliverance sessions, which is different in that counseling is, a, is, is more of talking and prayer. Deliverance is prayer with the aim to have whatever um, demonic forces you know, um, on godlike personalities that are attached to you. You know, anything that's evil, broken off from you. You know, and so there are tools that we can use out there, Shauna and and ladies that are listening in. And um, one of the great things about my church, I know not all churches are like that but i would recommend that that's a place that we start is for me personally i can go and speak to any of the pastors in my church including my senior pastor knowing that they're gonna pray for me if i need deliverance give me deliverance if i need somebody to just ball with there they'll, they'll allow me to ball and so on but i say all of this to say that um you know, just to remind each and every one of us that God has solutions for us and he is just eager to give us those solutions. So Shauna, in your case in particular, I I would love for you to try some of the things that Kamik um, spoke about, but also before you even try them, just ask the Lord, okay, what strategies should I use? because you will not end 2020 without some kind of shift happening in your life right so we have to come into agreement that 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 the case it's not for any of us that god would want us to remain in this situation so ladies i really appreciate this conversation um is there anything else though that that you know you would want to share any other challenges that you endured pains that you faced while you were in these relationships or any any other solutions that you could recommend you know anything else that you want to share
3: yeah there's something that i definitely want to add um especially as it relates to what i mentioned before with my therapist whereby She had me, you know, write down the names and literally let me verbally, you know, release them Um, in the same way that we receive God by faith. It's the same way that we receive or deliverance by faith. So I say that to say that for some persons, um, I don't think that it was a one time process for me where everything was released. Um, that exercise helped, but literally I had to tell myself that, you know, I'm not going to allow certain uncertain things to bother me. You know, I'm not going to do that. And there are certain struggles that I feel that like I have, uh, I have no, and I even, it was even more pronounced then because of my past, you know, engaging in things. that I honestly feel like I, you know, took on certain spirits that should have never, ever entered into my body. I really feel that I did that. But I had to I had to exercise faith because I had to believe that I am set free. And in believing that I'm set free, I had to daily, you know, do work. So it's just like um, if you are, if you struggle with anxiety, you have to think about what triggers the anxiety, you know, um, what are the things, how, how are you going to deal with the anxiety? You know, how do I, do I do breathing exercises when it happens? What? So it's the same way for me personally, I had to um, really think, what, what is it I'm going to tell myself when I feel this certain way? Because one of the things that resulted out of me having sex before marriage was jealousy. I became extremely jealous till it was just demonic, literally. So I just had to tell myself every time I get a reminder of certain things, I just have to tell myself, you know, replace the enemy in my head with the word of God. And this is something I do daily, daily. I I write a lot. Um, That helps me as well. I read a lot um i'm naturally a type of person i like to feed myself with spiritual information so those things really help me um you know it's not an overnight thing it really isn't and i think we're all like paul that had the thorn in his flesh and god didn't remove it he said my grace is sufficient in your weakness i think that we have these thorns that we just have to work through daily i do believe that we can get delivered from a lot of things but you know we have to remember that that method of delivery sometimes comes through daily working on it so yeah that's all i would really add
1: oh and and you are very right it it is a you know it's not that deliverance can't be immediate it can be immediate but very often it's not very often it's a process you know and and this is why god says there's no condemnation because he, like, this guy, God, is just, like, so amazing. This man in love with so much that he's saying, because it is a process, I will not condemn you. Because I know it is a process to perfect you, I will not condemn you. So that's how much he loves us. And and I totally agree with you, Camille, mean. Even in the way we respond to other people, we must practice, because that's basically what you're saying. You have to practice. How am I going to respond in a particular situation? You know, and that's one of the things that I had to learn. Um, like, I, like I was mentioning to you guys when we were speaking earlier on, before we started recording, there was somebody who, um, in Jamaica, we would say dis me. The person dis me wickedly one day. And big, big Christian, you know, me, big, big Christian. And me, I said to myself, go on, tell her about our mama, our poopa. And I'm just like, Trisha, wait, hold on, hold a moment there. You know, and I had to go back to God and say, God, did you see what I just did? And he was like, yes, I saw you. <laughs> what was going on? You know, you remember it's all about self-control. You're not going to go back into the past and be the girl who used to curse and chuck a boy or, you know what I mean? And so he says, what are you going to do about it? And I was just like, I clearly need to consider how I'm going to respond in certain situations. And he said, yes, self-control is about practice. If you don't know how to do a thing, you have to practice it until you get it right. So Kamik, I'm right there with you, you know? It's a process and we have to practice, practice and practice. And in our practicing, recognize that we may fail sometimes But don't fall away from God. Draw closer to him because he loves us that much that no matter how we fail, he's willing to work with us again and again and again, which is why he says there's now no no condemnation or a part of the reason. You know what I mean? Shauna, anything else that you would want to add?
2: Not at the moment, Trisha. I mean... I'm honestly here just feeling all sorts of ways, they would say, feeling a bit emotional, so I'm just learning, just listening to you and Kamik, I just taking what I need to take from it.
1: Yeah. So ladies, thank you so much for being with me. Ladies and listeners, thank you so much for joining. You know, I invited Shauna and Kamik and we have a phrase in Jamaica where we say by buck up, but it's really, which means coincidence, but it's really not. I mean, I don't believe in coincidences. I really just reached out to Shauna and said, Shauna, actually somebody gave me her name for something. And immediately I said, wow, I should ask Shauna if she wants to talk about this. And she said, yes. But as you can see, um, it's a little bit emotional for her, which is quite understandable, you know, as it would be for anybody that's still going through. Um, but of course, you know, God is so good. We're going we're gonna to all work together to ensure that Shauna and, and, and listeners out there, that you have the resources that you need and the help that you need. Because the bottom line is, I believe when we started the year and said 2020 is the year of plenty, that although we have gone through so much with COVID and all the different issues that we've gone through, that God is still God and he still has a whole heap of goodness for us, a whole heap of rewards and blessings for us. And a part of that is healing and deliverance, right? So thanks again for tuning in. Check out um, resources uh, on on the website, ssswoman.com. And remember to check out tomorrow's episode.
0: Thank you for listening to Smart, Fabulous & Single. If you loved it, please download, subscribe, rate, and share it. Then head over to our website at www.sfswoman.com to access show notes and other fantastic bonus content and resources and to sign up as a guest. You can also sign up to continue the conversation in our Facebook group. If you want to share topic ideas, email me at pod at Okay, so thanks again and don't forget to join me for new episodes Mondays to Fridays. You can also connect with me on FB and IG at smart, fabulous, and single. And remember, what you have on the inside of you is far greater than your circumstances, weaknesses, and fears. So you already have everything you need to live life successfully.